Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast. I'm Philip Fletcher, your host. And today we will be talking with Dr. Jay McDaniel of Hendricks College. And before we open up, I just want to share with you a little bit of theology today coming from the Christian scriptures in the New Testament. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 8 and 18. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And just wanted to share with uh, everybody today that all of us are in uh, moving from one uh, state of being to the next, uh, that the Lord uses our different experiences, our backgrounds, uh, the things that we go through daily in life. He uses these, our interactions with other people, uh, to bring us into uh, the image uh, that reflects himself. And so today uh, we have with us Dr. Jay McDaniel. Jay McDaniel is an American philosopher and a theologian. He is a professor of religion at Hendricks College, where he was the director of the Steele Center for the study of religion and philosophy until 2016. He specializes in Buddhism, Wyhedian process theology, and process theology in ecological theology. His published books include Of God and Pelicans, A Theology of Reverence for Life, published in Louisville by Westminster John Knox Press. A second book, With Roots and Wings, Christianity in an Age of Ecology and Dialogue, published by Orbis Books, and then Gandhi's Hope, Learning from Other Religions as a Path to Peace, published by Orbis Books in 2005. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm fine. Thanks. Good. Good. So uh, talk to us about what process theology is. I think, uh, thanks for having me. Yep. It's great to be here. Yeah. I think uh, process theology, I'd like to build upon your message, your okay. earlier message. And uh, process theology is the view that um, God is... Uh, love mm-hmm. and deeply loving mm-hmm. the most loving reality in the universe mm-hmm. loves us more than we love ourselves okay loves the world more than the world can ever love itself yes and god is always in the business of luring us inviting us beckoning us to become the best selves that we can be okay given the circumstances of our lives okay so we meet god as a calling um, that calling can come from other people it can come from afar but it can also come from the depths of our own hearts okay uh, we are indeed made in the image of that God in the yeah. sense that we too carry within us a capacity to be the best that we can be, each unique, okay. each unique. And we have creativity, we have capacities for empathy, we have capacities for living justly and fairly and beautifully with mm. others, okay. all others, okay. <laughs> um, and with the earth for that matter, okay. and with animals. I'm made in that image, you are too, mm-hmm. and I fall short of it all the time. I okay. can't speak for you, but I'll yeah. speak for myself. Well, I think we all <laughs> fall short. Yes, we do. Who are some of the uh, important uh, theologians who advanced I, process theology? If you, if you turn to Wikipedia on that question, you will hear the name of a philosopher named Alfred North Whitehead. He was okay. a British mathematician turned philosopher that moved to the United States, taught at Harvard, and developed this uh, worldview, this way of thinking of things that was very unique. It imagined the whole universe, the whole world as creative becoming. Okay. Uh, he was deeply influenced by modern science, in particular, particular early quantum theory and physics. Okay. Uh, and he also, in that context, developed a rather unique understanding of God as God as one who is in process along with the creative universe. Okay. So Whitehead had a feeling, an intuition about God. It was that the power of God was 
relational power, not unilateral power. Okay. That God is working with the creativity of the, of the wider world, of the whole universe, and okay. of course each particular. Some Christians pick that up, and they thought, you know, that may be a kind of philosophy that can really help us mm -hmm. think about what Christian faith means for us in the 20, 20th, 20th century. Okay. And the leading one to do that was a man named John B. Cobb, Jr. Okay. Um, he studied at the University of Chicago. He read Whitehead. And he developed what's now called Christian Process Theology. Okay. He's had many, many students all over the world mm -hmm. who take his ideas and develop in, them in ways that he never imagined, but I think constructive ways. Okay. And they've got names, too. But if you want the names, I'll give them to you. But gotcha. we'll stop there. All right. So this is a part one with our interview with... Professor McDaniel, join us for part two. Take care. God bless. Hello. Welcome to the Humanity Matters podcast. This is Philip Fletcher, your host. And we are here once again uh, with our interview with Dr. Jay McDaniels. This is part two as we uh, investigate and learn about process theology. How are you doing, sir? Fine, thanks. Good. So uh, talk to us about how process theology uh, can influence improvements in the human existence. Well, uh, process theology says that we always need to look at the immediate context. It, you know, of course, we want all human beings to be happy. We want all human beings to experience joy. We want all human beings to enjoy the reality of love. Um, many people look for that. But what's the immediate context in which you have those hopes? What okay. are the actual social conditions in which you have those hopes? Okay. So, for example, you had the, you've got those universal hopes, but you came to Conway, Arkansas, and you started Coho. Yeah. And so you tried to take some of those ideals and implant them, make them real mm -hmm. uh, in a local context. And that meant meeting real people in real conditions and saying, what do you need? And so that begins with listening. Okay. It begins with saying, it's not with me talking, have I got a game plan for you? Mm -hmm. It's, tell me about your life. Tell me about yourself. Who okay. are you as a subject of your own life and not just a projection of my own? Okay. What have you been through? What do you struggle with? Mm -hmm. What do you love? Mm -hmm. Then you can get a sense, maybe, of what shalom would look like. Shalom meaning peace. Peace, peace yes. but also justice. Shalom is a rip. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s beloved community. Yes. Then you can get a sense of what beloved community looks like. Okay. It begins with listening. Okay. We process theologians believe that God listens too. Mm -hmm. That God is the deep listening at the heart of the universe. Okay. So all stories are known and felt and loved by God. Okay. And our task is to listen with God okay. and hear those stories. Okay. And out of that, um, visions can emerge, dreams can emerge, mm -hmm. collective dreams okay. for who can we we can become. Okay. And those collective dreams, um, if I may say so, they may be born in your head, in your head, but they do not belong to you alone. And you are okay. so shaped by so many people, your parents, other people, people that have cared for you, people that haven't liked you at all. Mm -hmm. It's all, always a collective process to come up with a dreaming by yeah, which okay. you live. Coho is that. Okay. Coho yeah. is that. Yeah. But then the good community is one in which people sit at a round table, mm -hmm. care about each other, are very practical, figure out who can do what, and figure out that all people have the dignity and the creativity to do something mm -hmm. good with their lives, if given the chance. Yeah. We live in a society where lots of people are not really given that chance. No, we're not. So 
So that's the injustice of our age. So what does okay. what does it really look like? Yes. All these grand dreams. It, you have to be honest about the local context. Okay. And, and the injustices that that people face, and that I myself, I I live with privileges in that regard. Yeah. I know that, and I need to be honest about that too. So you say it's naming naming those injustices. It is interacting with those persons that are experiencing those injustices yes. and hearing their stories uh, being humble you know a lot of listening requires humbling yourself yeah. even when you think you've got all the answers right. uh, and saying hey I need to learn what's going on and then right. uh, I think I'm picking up on what you're saying then you move toward that collaboration right. what, what can we do together and I would you even say even bringing in the ones that are causing uh, the injustice those circumstances, uh, I can't speak for people that are subject to serious abuse, and I cannot say to a person that situation, bring in your abuser. I can't mm -hmm. say that. Okay. But what I can say is that Jesus calls us to love our enemies. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure what that means in some context, but I do think it means willing the well-being even of those who okay. harm you. You may not like them, you may not ever want to be around them, but you don't hate them. Okay. And that's in Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. That's that Muhammad Gandhi and to our mind that's Jesus of Nazareth. Okay. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Yes. Take uh, care. Thank you once again uh, for joining us at the Humanity Matters Podcast. My name is Philip Fletcher. You can learn more about us at philipfletcher.org. So like, uh, subscribe, and share. Take care. God bless.